0: the cuff we've been able to bring in um so many different types of personalities and people whether it's people like you like creatives that are just funny as hell and amazing it's just music and just like being good at things like that along with like I had a I talked to my boy um his name is Doug Middleton he's like a safety for the Jaguars and he has a mental health foundation that he started in memory of his best friend that took his own life. Like, just stuff like that, um, you know, we've we've been able to, I, I think, really start this thing off in a cool way, man. Um, yeah, you got it. I mean, uh, mental health is definitely something I
1: think that most creative people struggle with. And um, as a creative myself, you know, I have my, my own struggles with mental health. Uh, I'm diagnosed uh, bipolar, uh, type 2. Um, which I was diagnosed, I want to say, close to a year ago. Um, I've always had some kind of mood kind of disorder. I knew that, but uh, I never really was diagnosed until I really sought the help to get after it and kind of go that route and figure out, okay, I can't fix this on my own. And it started to affect all the facets of my life. So um, when I got that diagnosis, um, for me, it was like, you know, there's a lot of stigma, especially uh, amongst men with mental, mental illness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's a sign of uh, weakness or uh, a sign of uh, you're crazy, you know, and a lot of these things that you realize. If I honestly feel like if I wasn't bipolar, I wouldn't be as creative as I am. So it's a gift yeah. and a curse. Right. You wouldn't be as awesome. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't allow my brain to go to the places where I needed to go to, to try and be funny. I get it. That's just the way I look at it.
0: Yeah. No, you well, this is, and this is the thing. Just for uh, a little bit of background, just for our audience, for those that aren't familiar with Danny LaPriore, like D-Lo, he is an incredible creator um, on social media platforms, Instagram. I first came across you on Vine. um and like, you know, like back back in Vine, like Vine was so amazing because it's so much more difficult to put out dope stuff in a six second window than it is to, like it forces you to be creative. And so like, that's where I first came across like your brilliance and like all your content and stuff like that, moving on to Instagram. So I just wanted to give like- Yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that, just, just that. Um, well if you've ever if you've
1: ever seen the Let Me Suck Your Titties video, that's me.
0: <laughs> it's 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 the most brilliant look. I've I'm, I'm I'm one of those people, man, like it's just me just just speaking candidly, I'm just like, I mean, we're we're cool now and, and and that's amazing, but like I've I've just been a fan for like such a long time because like I'm one of those people where I'm like, yo, like I really have always been in the camp of Danny needs to put out a mixtape. Cause like, you know, like it's it's this whole group of people that like are like, I love music and I want to do music and blah, blah, blah. But they just don't have the feel. They don't have the time. Right. And like, they're not able to. And I don't know, man. Like, you just, you, you got it. So, like, like a a small nugget of this conversation is me letting you know that I've been waiting for a mixtape for a long time. Well. I don't know. Maybe I don't know.
1: I got. I have some news for you, man. Um, So I signed with uh, Nice Work, which is run by Pat Corcoran, who is. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Pat, but he's a Chances manager, Chance the Rapper.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, we are working on putting together a six to eight track album. What? Wow. And the album is being recorded now. Uh, I'm in Florida. Uh, I have two tracks in the bag. Wow. So, an album is wow. getting yeah, obviously fucking Corona fucked everything up, but we had to push some stuff back. Uh, you know, in terms of getting like uh, stuff to get out to get mastered, like a lot of people don't have their equipment or they're not in their studio or whatever. But uh, yeah, so we got a six to eight track EP coming. So that that's breaking news here. So,
0: Man, so wow, yeah, so yeah. wow, uh, yeah. this is amazing. I wow i am i am completely in a place of joy Yeah, i I
1: saved it for you i saved it for i'm having a good day man i found out uh i reversed my type 2 diabetes today
0: talk about that
1: man talk about that so uh i'm around 220 to 225 depending on what i ate that day right now uh when i was diagnosed with diabetes uh i was 281 pounds Uh, and I struggled with alcoholism. I've been sober for two years almost, uh, and, and some drug use. And, uh, I was able to flip that around. And, uh, the day the doctors told me I had diabetes, I knew something had to change in myself, but also a lot of people don't understand is a lot of mental health and a lot of physical health is the company you keep around you. So I'm not one, listen, I did any drug I wanted because I wanted to do it. I drank any beer I wanted to drink is because I wanted to do it. Any Don Julio I ever drank, I wanted to drink it. Right So, so I see you over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, chill. Yeah yeah, chill. Yeah.
1: And you know, it's hard to tell yourself that you can't do things in moderation. I don't have that ability. That's an ability that I realized that I lacked. But the main thing is that I lack the ability with food. Is what a lot of America struggles with. Um, I had to completely rewire my brain and get myself to a situation and a position that I could not be interfered with by any nonsense. Because for me, I'm a procrastinator. Yep. So when it comes to work, I'll procrastinate. I will. I'll be the first one to say it. The only thing I wouldn't procrastinate on was eating fucking food drinking booze and getting high. That was it. So once I found out I had diabetes, uh, I had to realize I had to get on this road to recovery. Right. So I stopped doing drugs and I stopped drinking cold Turkey, which caused me to have a nervous breakdown.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, My body shut down. I didn't sleep for four days. I thought motherfuckers were coming after me and shit. I, I was paranoid. Yeah. I, you know, I thought I owed like my connects money and shit. Like I was mad worried. Yeah. I was freaking out. I was freaking out. So I decided, I said, I got to go get help. So I went, I checked myself in. Uh, cause now then, now the suicidal thoughts start happening. Now you have all this going on. Like I can't live like this anymore. I can't do it. So all that started happening. And then I said, you know what, I'm gonna give this one last shot because it's very, it's very, uh, it hurts to discouraging was the word I was looking for. It's very discouraging when you're doing all this stuff to get better. You're not using anymore. You're not drinking anymore. um, And your body's just reacting in a way that is bad and you're sick. You're physically sick now. And plus having panic attacks, anxiety about it. Also, I didn't know that I was, I was bipolar yet. So, all of this happened at once. So I was like, "Yo, yeah, if I'm doing everything right and this is what feeling doing everything right is about, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to check out this bitch. Mm-hmm. But I came to, I said, I'm going to do this one time. A lot of people close to me at the time were like, ah, oh, you don't need to go in there. You don't need to do that. I told them all, all go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. And I checked myself in and I was there for five days. Um, and they balanced me out. They, uh, they figured out what was going on with my body and I came out of there with goals, but the main thing is that I came out of there with a network and I started, see, started psychotherapy. I started cognitive behavioral therapy. I started meditating. I started eating better, not just not eating, you right. know? So I thought like, oh, all right, so just don't eat and maybe it'll be better. My body was shutting down. And then I'm diabetic on top of all of that. So it, it was a lot for my body to take at once. So me going into, and whenever I tell this story, I don't recommend, Hey, go into a psych ward or do that. I just knew that this was the last thing I think I last option I had, I thought. Right. So when I went, these people, they took care of me, man. I slept better in there than I did in years, in years, you know? And it was one of those situations where I said, if I don't get the help now, I'm going to end up dead, dude. It's going to be whether from my health, Myself or just being dead inside as a person all the time. And I was like, "Yo, I bring too much joy to people's lives to be fucking
0: sad. A Tremendous amount. Right. You know,
1: you know, and there, I feel like there's this, there's this sad stigma that with like comedians and people that are funny, that they have to be depressed or sad. And, you know, I take an antidepressant. I take a panic disorder and I also take med- medication for my diabetes and my and my bipolar so you know i was always one of those people that medication doesn't help i know a lot of people are are on the fence about medication i'm not saying go medication i'm just telling you the route that i went
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the route saved my life bro i wouldn't i wouldn't be here i'm telling you 100 i would not be here i maybe in a physical form i'd still be here but i wouldn't be having this conversation with you and i wouldn't be where i'm at in my life and with the success that i have now. I wouldn't be there if I didn't take five days out of my 31 years of life to get myself right. Now you can't fix it all in five days, but it's a good start. Mm -hmm. You know, and I listen, I still suffer. I get panic attacks from time to time. I had a panic attack in in target like three days ago, but I know (laughs) how to, but I have coping mechanisms. Now these are things they don't teach you at home. Exactly. Things they don't teach you in school, things they don't teach you outside. Your friends don't teach you how to cope with shit
0: yeah it's it, it's that, but also as men, it's always been like we can't go there, yeah, you know? we can't be sad right it's like you know? it, it's it's always been we can't go there, it's always been, oh like well, if you go there, then you're this like it's I think the the beautiful thing about all of this and that in and of itself is that I can tell that you just you radiate that you just feel better. Like, what's the, what's the difference in how you feel? Like, is it, is it liberating? Does it, does it allow you to be, you know, more naturally yourself? Like, what's the difference in feeling? In, enter, in entertainment, um,
1: whether it's music, comedy, podcasting, anything, anything, there's a regimen. And I used to think that, that drinking and cocaine, were a part of that recipe of making me like, oh yeah, like now nah, I'm, I'm in the zone now. I'm gonna crack everybody up. I'm gonna kill this shit. I'm gonna kill this track. I'm gonna kill this set. I'm gonna kill this podcast. I'm gonna kill all this shit. Mm-hmm. Coming out of getting off of those substances and, and fixing my life internally so it can blossom externally made me realize that I can be just as funny if not more Without these substances, you know, I leaned on these things. I repressed memories with these things. I, these were crutches to me, you know, and I was using them, not knowing that I was suppressing things, uh, about myself and it sucks. I I explain it like this. Why did God not make cookies healthy? Why did he have to make salad healthy? Mm Mm-hmm. Or why did God make alcohol have to be bad for you in excess? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Why can't it just be, you know? And it comes back to the thing that I cannot do things in moderation. So for me, I can't drink in moderation. I can't. I just can't. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't do blow in moderation. I can't have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I have to finish it. If it's around and I see it, I'm doing it. That's it. Um, and I didn't think that I could function. So to answer your question, the transformation was getting to know myself for the first time in my entire life. Yep. So all of these things, you never want to go back to being the old you. That's not possible, but you could be the new you. You could create a new version of yourself, the one that you deserve. If you really believe in that inside, a lot of people want to get back to the old me there's no, you can't get back to the old me. It's over with, it's gone, it's done. Whether you're a dick, an addict, I said a dick, whether you're a dick, you're probably always going to be a dick. But, uh, but you know, whether it's addiction, substance abuse, whatever, even before that, you're never going to get back to that. That's why you got to focus on where do I just go from here? And it's really one day at a time. You know, there's days I wake up, I don't want to fucking get out of bed, but I know old me would stay in bed. Now I get up. Right. And it's not and it's not getting up to be like, yo, I'm gonna go run five miles. I'm like, nah, dude, just wake up. Right. Make your bed or something. Like have some coffee. Respond with a couple emails. Do something so, to keep you from getting out of that rut of being like, nah, this is this is what I used to do. Old habits die hard. That's all they do. Yeah. New habits are hard. That's why. Mary. The 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 analogy I was using is you eat a Big Mac, there's eighteen hundred calories in it. You know how many calories you burn when you run a mile?
0: Yeah, like freaking not a lot at all. Probably it's like like a couple hundred. Yeah, like a hundred. Yeah, hundred like hundred fifty. So just by
1: simple math, you would have to run a shitload of miles just to burn that off. It's the same thing with mental health, and it's the same thing with getting your your life back. We do those things because they're easy. Getting better is hard. Mm-hmm. Also, getting better without help is hard. That's why I had to get help. Mm-hmm. And like you said, even as men, not even just going in the hospital, it's going to talk to your boys.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, you have some friends that are like, nah, I feel you. And then you have some friends like, yo, stop being a bitch. Like, yeah, I you will
0: help.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta weed some people out. And like, i never wanted to be one of those people that like, yep. To, I never thought like I could be a person like, yeah, I can't have certain people in my life or this, that, but I had to, I had to make conscious decisions. And when I see them, like yeah, it's love. I've got love for everybody, but I just knew I had to get rid of everything that was detrimental. And sometimes some people are detrimental to your, to your growth. And I just realized that if I'm taking time for myself, I got to take the time out too to analyze the the situation that I'm in and the situation that I'm putting myself in has nothing to do with those people on a personal level. It has to do with me on a personal level. Mm -hmm. So these are all the things that I had to do to help me transition to this period of my life where I could wake up fucking happy. bro. Right. I went years just not waking up happy. You would have never known. That's the thing
0: would have never known
1: and be and entertainment saved my life too, just as much as that. But it's like, you know, it's like tearing your ACL and everyone's wondering whether you're going to be the same, but you're the one that's thinking that more than anybody else.
0: Yep. Yep. No, it's, it's Corey, like my, my business partner, I've, I have conversations with him about yeah, this. He trains, he trains
1: my boy Julian.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Bro, From Carbone, yeah,
0: yeah, Big C, bro. He, uh, bro, he had he tore his ACLs four different times and had like seven or eight knee surgeries. Like he played, he played his whole senior season at Illinois with no ACLs. Like starting, and he's like six five at the time. He's like six five three. Yeah, four, big whatever. dude. Yeah, and and I've had this conversation with him, and it's like, man, you know. This is one of the reasons why I know that with what we do, business wise, friendship wise, whatever, we'll always come out on the other end and we'll always be in the trenches, is because if you can if, if you can get through something like that, like physically, mentally, just the fortitude and be able to persevere, and there isn't shit that we can't get through, especially together. And that's like with 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 you and like what, what you've been through and what you've gone through, like there's so many different types of of parallels and other situations that are are similar to what you have been through. But I, I think one of the most amazing parts about all that is the fact that you were like, okay, here's what's around me. Here is what is making me feel a certain way of what's around me. Now, let me figure out what I need to get rid of so I can own me feeling the way that I want to feel. Like, as a man, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as an entertainer, as an artist, that is an amazing amazing thing because it's not easy to do because you get you get caught up in your day to day you get caught up in in this and that and and it's hard once you get into a pattern to change the things that have been so consistent around you yeah um, very true I think uh another thing that like i've I've noticed that you're you're very good at doing that I think is an amazing thing It's just the fact that you see strength and vulnerability, like on your, you know, social or whatever, like you talk directly to, you know, your, your fans and your followers and you're like, yo, like, thank you for rocking with me. Yo, like, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. I've been through this. Like, thank you for being at like, blah, blah, blah. Talk a, a little bit about strength and vulnerability, because I think, no matter if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an athlete, especially a male, I feel like a lot of men think that vulnerability, depending on how you do that, is not a strength. But I see it as the ultimate strength if you're able to, to do it the right way.
1: Uh,
0: I'll give you an
1: example. I think it's a quote. If not, maybe I did it and it's a bar. But if I'm the, <laughs> if I'm the smartest person in a room, I'm in the wrong room.
0: Yep. A
1: thousand percent. Uh, and uh for me, if I have all the answers in a room, I'm in the wrong room. Now I used to be somebody that if somebody told me, Do you know how to do this, I would say yes. Uh because I was in fear of looking stupid or in fear of I always struggled in school with that too. I was very smart. Nowadays, I don't know, a couple of concussions later, I forget where my fucking glasses are most of the time. But Back when I was a kid, I was very smart. I was very intelligent, very creative, terrible student because I was afraid I would fail. I was afraid that people would make fun of me for not knowing something. I fell in love with, and this is so like cliche, but it's true, but I just fell in love with the process of things because I had to fall in love with the process of making myself better and getting better as a person. So if I can handle that process, like how C could with his knees, if I can handle it with my brain and my body, now I can learn the process of other things. You know, now I can learn final cut. Now I can learn how to bounce a track on logic. Now I can learn how to like master a vocal. Now I can do these things. I've been through harder shit. Yep. There ain't no YouTube tutorial on how to fix your life in five days. Nope. There's not, but there's a YouTube tutorial for how to make something on Photoshop. There's a YouTube tutorial on how to master a record. There's a YouTube tutorial about how to fix your vocals. There's a YouTube tutorial to teach you how to make a better quality podcast. There's a YouTube tutorial on how to make clothes. Everything is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people this is that like you work with a partner. I have a partner too. And If it wasn't for me meeting my business partner, I wouldn't know these things were possible. I'm telling you. Same here. And you need people in your life like that. My buddy Joe Santagato, if if anybody here listening knows who he is. Great kid. Gave me a shot. I took the ball and I ran that shit to the house. But you need people like that who know more than you. So you can know more when the next kid comes along and be like, all right, let's cr- cut that whole pro- process in half. Now we're cooking with gas. And I always tell people this too, about being like an entrepreneur or working for yourself or working with a partner and splitting money or, or they give you a salary or this, that, and the third, there's no better money than you money. Yeah. And I never knock anyone's job. I never knock anyone's hustle. I never have. And I never will but I used to drive a van at a kid's home for troubled youth. And one of the teachers used to get in all the time and I used to drive him back and forth and we would have conversations. And one day he said to me, he goes, what are you doing working here? I was like, ah, you know, I'm kind of in between jobs. Like I have a big following on the internet. He's like, dude, you're funny. And I hear you singing in the van. Like, what are you doing here? Wow. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just trying to make ends meet. And then he, I remember he got out of the car. He looked at me. And he said, it's a shame. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. That day I quit that job. Hmm. That day I quit that job and I started applying for jobs that would, that my social uh, handles would help me get, whether it was working in startups, which I did for a little bit, working at comedy clubs so I could just be in the room. I took a job at Caroline's comedy club, just so I could be in the room with Tracy Morgan, uh, Tiffany Haddish, almost everybody from SNL, Colin Jones, Michael Che, Pete Davidson, all those, just so I could be in the room with them and see how they move and see how they, how they work, and JB Smooth, everybody was in there, everybody, Dave came in there, he didn't go on stage, we chilled in the back, I got to meet him, it was fire. Chris rock was in there. Whoopi Goldberg. These are people, David Allen Greer, whose number I still have on my phone, which I'll never delete. These are, these are people who I grew up watching on television or I watch on television with my family on the weekends. And now I get the inside to see how they work and also their writers too. And what they put in their rooms, mm-hmm. which fu- some of them are fucking outrageous. <laughs> uh, But, you know, I just did that so I could be closer to the comedy community and keep my finger on the pulse because I was going, I'm going for it now. And then fast forward to another conversation, which I had with my business partner, Joe, he hired me to be an editor. He didn't hire me to be on screen. I had to make myself undeniable to be on screen. That's what the people have to understand is just because you have a following doesn't mean somebody else's following is going to rock with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we've created such niche cultures with, throughout social media that it's very hard to get, have the same fan base as him have the same fan base as him have the same fan base as him I had to prove and change again and that's a transition now I have to transition from I'm behind the scenes doing social media at a comedy club to being on screen every Monday I got people messaging me about my show now I used to talk to people about their shows.
0: Right. right. You know
1: what I'm saying? And Joe sat me down at a table and was like, listen, man, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You're wasted talent. You should be way more successful than you are right now. And he kept it real with me. And that's what I goes back to what I was saying is the people you keep around you, man. Sure. Are they going to push you forward? Or are they going to take you down? And I'm not saying everybody go out there, yo, cut this, cut that. But think about it about
0: you're only as good you're only as good as the
1: company you keep and you're only as good as your last game that's how it is those are two quotes that i always kept from a coach of mine you're only as good as your last game because we used to come in eighth ninth grade being like i had 22 last night and he was like yeah guess what this kid's guarding you he's way better than that little white kid that was guarding you the other day i had six points said so you're only as good as your last game. Now you now you average six points a game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And and the same thing is with the company you keep. If you're with a certain company and they're drinking and they're doing lines all night and they're staying up, they're smoking cigarettes, they're chilling, everybody's safe. It's a safe environment. Nobody's ODing, nobody, nothing crazy, nobody's getting hurt. That's not the circle, though, because sooner or later – if you hang around in a living room long enough, sooner or later, you could become furniture. Mm-hmm. So I was just becoming another piece of the, of the dining room, of the living room set at that point. I was like, oh, this crew needs a fucking ottoman? All right, I'll be the ottoman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, had to, I had to move out. I had to move out. I had to pack my shit and move out. I lived at home with my brother, me and my brother, Michael, who's another great content creator. Yeah, hilarious. We lived in the same bedroom until we were 20 years old, and then my mom kicked me out. And my mom didn't kick me out because she knew I was using a drink and drinking. She was just like, I, don't, "I can't do this. I can't have two grown men, four grown men. And I got your father. like <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like I got to deal with your dad. You know. And, and then and then she kicked me out. My parents, I love them to death, but they never had a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they 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 struggled at times, which where it was really hard. I'm not going to say I was the poorest kid in the world. You know, there was food in my stomach, but sometimes we would have some trouble. That taught me that when my parents go, I ain't getting shit. Mm -hmm. But love, and that's all I want. Mm -hmm. I had to start making, I've been, I've had a job since I was 13. I was a camp counselor. I've had a job since I was 13 years old. So I knew that at some point, I'm going to have to do this on my own. And if I have to do it on my own, all these other things need to fit into place and all the right people need to be in my life. Because if they're not, I am already built to be, I'm already vulnerable, which is something I used to never admit, but I'm the most overly emotional, overly vulnerable, overly uh, moody person I've ever met. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But these are things I would deny in the past because I didn't have the necessary tools to get myself out of these fucking ruts, man. Just over, over, and over and over, over again. I look at a guy like you, it's like you post a lot of your fitness stuff online and you post it more in a way that's I'm doing it. You could do it too. Mm -hmm. Is the vibe that I get from you. It's not really like a flex, like, yeah, yo, I'm in here. I'm this you be doing that shit, but like <laughs> I be doing that shit too. I don't gotta I don't gotta come in here, with all this jewelry on and shit. I'm using my hands for no reason. I'm putting my hand up here like John Cena and shit. No,
0: <laughs> you it's, know what I'm it's like it's this that's that's the thing, man. It's like I like it's wellness and and, and this is what I'm 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 trying to get across with just one-on-one life and and the content and just what we're trying to do. The whole thing and the whole idea is it's just about being 1% better each day. Like, it's not about, like, I I play college basketball. I have asthma. Like, I'm never going to be able to bench press 225, but I do know this. If I do not break a sweat for, like, four or five days, I'll go crazy. I just – I know myself. Yeah. So it's – it's really like, to me, it's like, yo, if if I can be a spark for anything, like I've, if, if I can be a spark for you to like understand and, and take that one step and be like, yo, like, you know, whether it's, it, it doesn't have to be like working out a wellness activity. It's, it's getting more in touch with yourself from self-awareness or mentally. It's, thinking that you can achieve something like that in and of itself is confidence and mental health. If me or my platform can be the spark for that, then that's it. Like, do you, yeah, I feel. Do you suffer from any mental uh, mental illness or
1: or mental uh, health issues?
0: Yeah. That's, that's why I'm so passionate about it, man. Like I, when I was, um, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share this here because this is what this is about. Like when I was, when I was from um, 11 to 14, so my um, my best friend that I grew up with, um, his father took his own life when I was eight years old. He was like a second father to me. That was very traumatic for me. So then I had to then go into therapy and stuff like that because it just, it just messed me up. Yeah. And in, in between that time, what was kind of triggered from that was I gained tons of weight. Like I just ate terribly. Um, from like 11 to 14, I've always been a nerd, like ever, like growing up, like, I just, I didn't fit in. Like I was reading chapter books when I was three years old. Like I was just, I was a nerd. I skipped first grade. Like, so I just, I didn't fit in. So like from 11 to 14 was that stage where like nobody liked me. I didn't really have any friends. I didn't have my best friend. Like, and it literally was, it's the reason why to this day, Kid Cudi, Kanye West, music, all these things were my best friend and why I love music so much, because I essentially would lock myself in my room and music would be like my friend. Yeah. Like the only friend that I had was the music. Like Damn. I would listen to Kid Cudi, I would listen to Kanye, like their music gave me confidence. You know what I'm saying? And it, it got to the point where when I was, I think I was like, it was either when I was when I was 12 or 13, like it it got to be too much in terms of me not fitting in me, not feeling like I belong, that I found my dad's gun in the house and I was on my knees and I put it to my head and there was a, a voice that came into my head. And to this day, I believe it, it's my grandfather because I actually was named after him. Um, he passed away shortly before I was born and I was named after him. And it was just like deep, baritone voice. And it was like, "Put the down gu- put the gun down my son I have really special plans for you and I like dropped it and like that was like my moment of like me being like okay like I can I can control this like and then from there it was literally just me gaining confidence with athletics gaining confidence with who I was and that being smart was cool like if girls didn't like me at that time period, like, they were going to like me at some point. <laughs> like, it just... Yeah, 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 It was like, like, it was, it, was, it was that thing, man. And, like, to this day, like, that's why, you know, I was... And, you know, the other thing that, like, made me have depression at that age was I was bullied. Like, I was, I was bullied in school because, you know, I was... I had character. Like, I was a nice kid. I couldn't hurt a fly. I'm still that way. So, like, I was big. I was being picked on. Like, kids would throw rocks at me at recess, like, all this stuff like picking on me like he's the biggest kid let's see if we can get him react but that wasn't my heart you know what i mean and 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 to this day that's like who i am and so that's what made me so passionate about it i i you know had to go to therapy had to go to that i've never had to be on any you know antidepressants or any medication or any any things like that good good but like What I'm extremely passionate about is just normalizing these conversations and giving the tools and the understanding that it happens to so many of us and it's okay, but whether, you know, you have to explore those things or whether it's just a mindset shift, like, you can do it. Like, you can be in control and you are great. Like, you are dope. Like, you have special abilities within you and – no one else should be able to, to penetrate that. Like that to me is like, and that, and that's training. Like once I, once I train my mind to, to understand that the thoughts in my mind, like I can either have two choices. I can either think about what's not going right for me, what I don't like and what's negative, or I can let what I want, what I want to manifest and who I want to be and what I want to be around, I can let that dominate my brain. Mm. And, and if I can learn, if you can learn how to do that, if you can train your psyche to do that, then like you just start to, you just start. The possibilities to are endless.
1: Exactly. The, and that's another thing. Like you said, like 11 to 13 is a big age. Cause yeah, I know more about the brain than the average person because I just became fully enamored with like mental health when I went through it. So like I've read so much shit about the brain those ages like 11 to 14 or like 11 to 16, even it's a lot of formative years on the way on who you're going to be as a person. So these are where you pick up bad habits. Even younger, you start picking up bad habits. Uh, you know, you suffer with confidence issues. Um, see me, I grew up, I was handsome. I was athletic. (laughs) Girls liked me. It was completely different. Yep. But I still felt like something's not right. So there were still – there. It, it, it's two total things of to the spectrum now. Mm-hmm. And now, like you said, you found to do sports. You build your confidence up in this. I got asked to speak at my old high school a few years back. I gave out a, a scholarship award. And uh, I told the kids in the high school, I said, listen, what you're going through right now might sound like it's the hardest thing and you're never going to get out of here and you're never gonna feel different. And I was like, I want you guys to look around the room and look at all your classmates, these people that dictate your everyday feelings and your lives. You are going to know, statistically, maybe 2% of them 10 years from now. And I'm talking about know them, be friends with them. Social media now, you can keep tabs on everybody. you're not gonna know anybody in here. These people aren't going to be mainstays in your life. Don't allow them to be mainstays in your brain. And start to think about yourself as an individual. And just remember that these things, even in, in your older life, you can change these things. These things are changeable. It's the work though that people don't wanna do. And you're hearing from a lazy procrastinator of (laughs) yesteryear who used to cut school, have a 58 GPA. I'm convinced they only let me graduate from high schools because they wanted me to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Still convinced. When they gave me my diploma, my diploma wasn't even in it. They had to send it to me later. Nobody thought I was getting out of there. I'm, this is a true story. This is, It's true. If it's not true, me, I get struck by lightning in my sleep holding my entire family. You got out of there. You got out I, got, I got out of there. And I'm letting – I just want people to know whether it's you struggle with weight, which is still something I struggle with. If you struggle with mental illness, if you struggle with confidence, if you just struggle with anything, work, Once you learn and surround yourself with people who are hungry and want the best for you, you have no choice but to adapt because if you don't, those people will disappear. It's like when you text a friend from back in the day, you try to chill with them and every night they're like, nah, I got something going on. Sooner or later, they're going to stop calling you. Mm -hmm. That's what opportunities do. Opportunities are the same way. People want to wait. I used to be the guy, I'll I'll wait for something to come around. Something will come around. Something usually comes around. Forget that. That aspect of your brain needs to be focused on real things that matter. And by real things that matter, it's your health, it's your family. If if you're lucky enough and blessed enough to have one, there's some people out there who do not have families. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do, what you want to do, The world is too technically advanced now for you not to make a living off what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I look at it like this. Say you want to be a rapper. I think Jim Carrey had a quote like this. I'm not going to quote it because I don't want to fuck it up. But Jim Carrey has a quote basically saying his dad was a great musician, but he took a job as like an accountant to like help them and pay the bills. He gave up on his dream really. Mm-hmm. And he got fired from that job and they ended up living in a car. So why would you put all your time and energy into something you don't want to do and you hate doing already that you could fail at? Yeah. There's no such thing as failing, chasing something. Look, if you look at Drake, right? Look at the, bring it back to music. Drake guy can retire now. Never, never has to make a song ever again. And I'm just using the extreme here because this is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. This guy makes more music than anyone. Whether you like him or not, he makes more music than anyone because he's in love with the process and the chase. Money's great. He loves that. He'll he'll tell you he loves that. He's into all that flex and all that shit. Good for you, man. I do it too, just on a much smaller scale. <laughs> but. You still got the Versace robe. I still got the Versace got- robe. I'm chilling. Yeah. My, and my kick game is ridiculous. Crazy. But I look at guys like that. I'm like, what keeps this guy going? And it's the thrill of doing what he loves to do for a living.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is no end game if you're doing what you do every day and it's what you want to do every day. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. And you look at all these people who are successful. They're doing things they wanted to do. Everybody told Dame Dash and Jay-Z, we're not going to sign you. They did it themselves. Yep. And everyone wants to talk about Dame this and Dame that. There's no Rockefeller without Dame. So people can talk shit about Dame if they want. There's <laughs> no Rockefeller without Dame. Because at the time, Jay needed somebody to go knock up and kick somebody's fucking door down and yell at somebody. Mm -hmm. he needed an asshole around him now he doesn't need that now he's got lawyers and shit (laughs) but that's what i'm saying is if you take anything from this anybody out there mental health depression these things are treatable whether through medication therapy mixtures of both exercise which is a huge one dieting What you put in your body changes the way your body's chemistry is. It's just what it is. So that's what people have to understand. Change some things about yourself first. Take baby steps. Don't look at the end goal. There is no end goal. If you want your family to be comfortable, that's fine. But you're going to have to keep going for your family to be comfortable forever. Yep. You know, I'm not in this to be like, yo, I want my kids, 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 kids to be straight. I want to live a comfortable life. Everyone falls in love with the extravagance of being like, yo, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to do that. Focus on what you're good at. The money will come, but focus on what you're good at hone your craft. And if you want to just live a regular, normal, comfortable life, there's nothing wrong with that either. But if you want to do what you want to do, do it, do it. That's sure. the, that's the, that, the it's, it's, it's Nike's been saying it for years. For years. But I just think about people who are stuck. The way that I got to where I did, I did one thing different every day. Either I woke up earlier, I ate breakfast instead of a bacon egg and cheese. I ate oatmeal. I I tried to make one hook a day. I tried to do ten push-ups total in a day. I used to have a a, a st- uh, stairs in my building. That I used to run up just once a day. And then next the next day I try to do it twice. And then I take a break. And then I try to do it again after. You know, so these are just small steps. All of these small steps, they become big, I'm telling you. It takes time. But if you're watching this, you're probably relatively in a younger demographic. And it's okay if you don't know what you want to do right now, but don't settle for something that you know you're not going to want to do forever. That's how people become miserable.
0: Yep. Nice.
1: On an entrepreneurial point, I'm in a blessed position that I get to make money off my likeness. But I had to get after that, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody knew who I was. You have to be ready. And then get your mind ready, get your body ready, then get after what you got to get after. Don't go into anything blind. Keep the right people around you. Love your family. Be good to fucking people, man. Save your money, which is something I've had to learn the hard way. Okay? Okay? I've made a good amount of money and I've spent a good amount of money and I wish I saved a lot of my money. Mm -hmm. So I'm letting that just know from me as I wear all all this jewelry. Save your money. (laughs) Save your money, invest your money, invest in your dreams, invest in yourself. And that's not failure, even if you do not come out on the other side the way you envisioned yourself. At least you fucking tried, which is better than 98% of people probably in the world. At least you tried. You didn't make an excuse. You made an album. You went on tour. You did these things. You tried to make it. You knocked on doors. You did stand up. You did all these things. You started a podcast. No one can take the fact that you tried away from you, ever. Ever. And that's why I think of Allen Iverson as an idol of mine. Never won a championship. Changed the face of the NBA, though. Style icon. African-American kid. Changed the entire way an entire organization wears clothes. Gets t- gets tattoos. Has swag. Never won a championship.
0: Had me want to get cornrows as a kid. My mom wouldn't let me. Never won. A championship.
1: Dude, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Italian. I had cornrows because of him.
0: <laughs> I had I had. They didn't have they didn't have rubber bands. So I went and found black tape, and I cut black tape in the shape of a rubber band. And taped it around my wrist so I could feel like Allen Iverson all the time. I got a black sock. This is before like, like I was I was like, why doesn't Nike have these accessories? But I'm just gonna a Reebok. I'm just gonna make it anyway. I got a black tube sock, cut it, sleeve it. it. I had I had I used to cut uh, gloves
1: and put the sleeve on my finger. <laughs> all of it, so I could hoop uh-huh. like Iverson.
0: Never to wanted the change. What does is, what is a finger band do? Not know? shit. <laughs> like, what is the what is the performance benefit of a finger band? Nothing.
1: And all I saw was the three was stitched into it. I said, I want that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, and my dad was lucky enough. My dad was a sports writer. He was lucky enough to call uh, to have Iver- Allen Iverson be one of the people who did an interview on. I also grew up a little bit in South Jersey, and a friend of mine's dad was a VP of, like, uh public relations or something for the Sixers. So I got to watch him play all the time, which was great. I got to meet him a bunch. It was great. You don't have to be a GOAT. This is what people have to understand. You don't have to be a GOAT to be great. You don't have to win the highest of highs to be a great. Think about how many athletes, rappers, entrepreneurs, That are great. Even if they're not the goat, they're eaten. Mm
0: -hmm. Impact.
1: Impact. You could still have an impact without being a goat. And the impact of what I'm talking about is I have people message me every day. Yo, man, I was going through this. I listened to your show. Saved my life. Yep. I'm not Joe Rogan. Spotify ain't giving me a hundred million. But I'm helping people. So by helping myself, I'm helping people. Everybody eats somehow.
0: Everybody eats, B.
1: Everybody eats,
0: B. Everybody eats, B. you You'll be do. all right. I <laughs> will be all right. Get Dude, shot every uh, day, B. Man, thank you for um. Thanks for letting you me rant. You, thank you for sitting down with me, man. I'm um, This is it's been an amazing conversation. I um. For what it's worth, um. Watching you and, and, and watching this from you and watching this transformation of you has truly been a beautiful thing, man. From, Thank you, man. You know, you, it's just, it's just been amazing to watch. And, this you know, the icing on the cake, for lack of a better phrase, is the fact that you are no longer type 2 diabetic. That's amazing. That is hard. That is a very, very hard thing to do. So I, I, I can honestly say from, from outside looking in, um, I know the most tremendous years and moments of your life are definitely ahead of you. Um, you know, you always will forever have a, a deep-rooted fan and friend in me. Um, and it is again, um, it's it's tremendous to just watch your greatness, watch your brilliance. Um, Appreciate
1: that, brother. Also, just don't be afraid to make mistakes, man. I'm tell I'm talking to you. Yeah. Put yourself yeah. out there, man. I'm going to make mistakes in my life. i got plenty more to make. Just yeah. take them as learning experiences, learn from everything I've learned from you. And it just even in this small conversation, I got a better sense of knowing you as a person on a different level now. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. why this is a great thing. Conversation changes people's lives.
0: It does, man. It does. I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I think people will really, really benefit you know, hearing this come from you, man. Cause yeah, man. you know, this is this is this is just dope stuff. And again, congratulations on the deal. Congratulations appreciate that. on management. Congratulations on the fire. Um can't wait. Time can't to wait business. to thank you, man. You the man, All right. I appreciate you dog. Later, bro.